going to read the scripture that my husband is going to preach from today. Um, we've got two scriptures. If you would first like to turn to the book of James, and I will be reading from chapter 5. James chapter 5. And I'm going to be reading from verse 16. Thank you, Martin. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. And if you'd like to turn to the book of 1 Kings, chapter 18, and I'm reading from verse 41. 1 Kings, chapter 18, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Amen. Amen. Who is happy to hear the word of God today? We are happy. I feel God has another word for somebody here today, that something feels like it's ending for you. Something feels like it's over for you, but it's not. God is bringing in you, you into a new era. It is some things are going to die before the new comes. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains single. When Christ died, we came into a whole new era of the church. And I believe God is saying to someone that he has some, a whole new era for you. So we, we thank God for his word. I tell you, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of movement in the spirit lately. There's a lot of dreams and visions. God is really beginning to, I believe, position his church. And we're really excited about that. Really excited about the Word of God. One thing we're not excited about, we're a little bit saddened about, and I want to announce it to the church today, is uh, Pastor Effiani is moving on. And uh, sometimes in churches, we, we walk together for a season. And then, like Paul and Barnabas, there's a separation. And we don't always know what God is doing, but we trust him in it. And uh, both Pastor Effiani and I, since this was coming, uh, for some time, but we really do want to give God thanks because, um, and we had a tremendous time together when he came and told me this, and, but we're just so thankful because God has used him to build this church. There were times where we labored all night in prayer. He and I would pray from Friday night all the way through for a long, long time. And just uh, a lot of the things that we prayed about in those seasons, we are beginning to see them happen now. But uh, there are seasons, so we just accept what God is doing, and we bless him, and we trust that God is going to leave Effie and Nancy into a whole new 
a season of fruitfulness and a place where they can be used just as effectively as they've been used here. Amen? Amen, amen. So do pray for them. Just pray for them that God will lead them and uh, continue to use them because they're a precious family. Okay, we just preached on uh, the rain from heaven and how Elijah, James says, he says, and he wants us to know here today that Elijah was able to say, no rain at my word, and able to pray, and the rain stopped. And then at a latter time, Elijah was able to pray, rain, and it rained. And James, the passage we just read, said that we, we tend to think of prophets and people in the scriptures as superheroes or super saints. But he says, no, he was a man with a nature just like you. And he says, God intends for his people to be able to stop rain and call rain as Elijah did. He has given his church authority and he says, the key was this man was, he says that he was a praying man, not just a praying man. James says the prayers of a, the fervent, effective prayers of a righteous man avail much. So this is a man who was just surrendered to the will of God in every area of his life. But the reason he was able to stop rain and then start rain was his prayer life. He was able to pray effectively, and then he says fervently. And fervent prayer is not bread time prayer. It's not grace after you eat meal prayer. It is boiling over prayer. Prayer that is led by the Holy Spirit. Prayer that comes from heaven. Prayer where you're cooperating with heaven, and you're praying God's will into existence. It boils over, and then it manifests. And when we speak about rain... <clears throat> Rain was really important physically to Israel because they live near a desert. And rain represented, or what rain represents spiritually is, we, we, we are, it says rain down righteousness on us. When we receive the rain of heaven, we receive the righteousness of Christ. Rain represents blessing. Rain represents the heavens are open. We have revelation. Rain represents the power of God. That's why when the rain fell on Elijah, he was able to supernaturally outrun a chariot. Because rain brings God's power into our life. But also in, in the physical, in those days, <clears throat> everything depended on the harvest. In the Old Testament days of Israel, they didn't have the things we had today. They just depended on the weather for their harvest. And what they would have, they would have not permanent rain, because you've got permanent rain, crops are destroyed, but they would have what they called the former rain or the, the uh, autumn rains, and then they would have the spring rains. The former rain would cultivate the earth, and the latter rain was used just to freshen up the crop so the crop would come in with a great yield. And the Bible says, in the last days, God will pour out rain. The former rain came at Pentecost, but he promises the latter rain to bring in the greatest harvest of souls the world has ever seen. And I believe God wants to pour out latter rain. Latter rain. And I sense the latter rain. The latter rain is, is coming. It is imminent. But as I said, rain not only is, is for harvest, rain represents righteousness. Rain represents blessing, power, revelation. And there's only one way you get the rain of God to fall over your life, over your family. There's only one way. As I said, it is through effective and fervent prayer. The passage here, it actually, to understand it, it deals with Elijah and Ahab. Now, if you want to understand Ahab, Ahab was the most wicked king. 
that Israel ever had. In, 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 go back a couple of cha chapters to 1 Kings 16. It says in verse 30, Now Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, that he took his wife Jezebel and he served Baal and worshipped him. Then he set up an altar in the temple of Baal, which he had built in Samaria, and Abel, Ab and Ahab made a wooden image. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. Now, bearing that in mind, we turn to Deuteronomy 11. And verse 13 says, It shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain your new wine and your oil. And I will send grass in your fields for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. Take heed to yourself, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them, lest the Lord's anger be aroused and against you, and he shut up the heavens, so that be no rain, and the land yield no produce, and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. So here is Elijah, and he is living in a land where the king is completely corrupt. And because of the king's corruption, Elijah goes, and you can see it in chapter 17, verse 1. He goes to Ahab, and he says, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain these years except at my word. Now, where we hear that except at my word, that's not Elijah's word. We, could, we sometimes think we can go and say things just because we want to say them. And God's going to do it. But this was the word that I just read from Deuteronomy. Ahab was not serving God, walking before him, obedient. But Ahab was doing just what the word of God said. If we did it, God would stop the rain. So Ahab was not walking with God and he was serving the Baals and he was serving the idols. All the things God said that if we did them, he would withhold the rain. And Elijah had heard this from God. He had heard this word. This word was not his word. It was the word of God. And we know he heard the word of God that said, no rain. And then in verse eight, chapter 18, verse 1, you hear when Elijah came and said the second time, now it is going to rain. It was because the Bible says it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. Go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. So this word where he said rain and the first word where he said no rain was a word that he had heard. And God wants you to be able to hear his voice. Because the word of God says, my sheep hear my voice. He wants, to be able to, he wants to be able to give you his word. He wants to be able to give you his promise. What he's about to do. And you say, well, how do you get that? How do you actually hear from heaven real words? I want to tell you, it's all about proximity. God's speaking. He wants to speak to you. Although it's a little bit like when I drive up from Sydney. I, put, I only ever have the radio on. It just comes on automatically in my cheap Chinese car. And it just comes on. But I notice as I drive up, or I drive here from, from, uh, from Kurenbong down to, down to Gosford, the signal gets fainter and fainter and fainter and fainter. The further I am away, it's all about proximity. And that's how it is with God. If you are intimate with God, if you have a secret place where you meet with God, if you spend time with God, he will start to speak into your heart. And what he will speak will be words which always line up with the scripture. And so when you get that word, it's the most precious thing in all of the world is the word of God. 
And when you receive a real rima word of God, God is speaking his scripture for you about what he's going to do now and what he's going to do tomorrow. You know what happens to you? You become what I call pregnant with a promise. A word of God impregnates you. You carry it around and you know like this is, <coughs> this is yes and amen. This is going to happen because God's word is yes and amen. God's word never fails. And so that's why when he speaks no rain, there is no rain because he's speaking what he heard from heaven. But it has to be declared. And he speaks it out. And there is no rain. Why? Because of the idolatry that Ahab has, has bought. This word, you receive the word of God. And it may be a word about God's going to send rain on your business. God's going to send rain uh, on your family, on your marriage, a blessing's coming. And God may actually speak that into your heart. And, and you, but see, so you receive it internally. In your spirit, you receive it. The, the difficulty is, is making or getting what you received internally manifest externally. You got it, you're impregnating it with a promise, but how do you give birth to the promise? So that it goes from the internal and manifests on the external. I want to say there is only one way those promises come to being, and that is through fervent, effective prayer. You see, Ahab had the word, and he said to, to Ahab, no rain. And then he came to Ahab and he said, get your chariot ready. It's the middle of a drought. It's the middle of a famine. There is no evidence at all, but I'm saying rain. Well, what, what changes, what makes the season change from no rain to rain? For, for, for this passage, but also for your life. Between no rain and rain, Elijah calls Ahab and all the false prophets up to the mountain for a challenge. Some of us know this passage. And he says to all the false prophets, the God who answers by fire will send fire. So the, all the false prophets jump around, make a big noise like they always do. And, uh, but Elijah just stands there and says, God... You are the real God, and you don't need us to jump around. You just hear from heaven, and you know I'm your servant. And he says, send fire. So he sends fire down on this, uh, on this sacrifice. And this amazing, it's a confrontation between compromised worship and idolatry. These people that were on the mountain still kind of serve God, but they also served the Baals, and they served the idols. And then Elijah called all the false prophets down at the bottom of the mountain, and then he slaughtered all the Baal worshippers, all the Baal prophets, which were the source of all the idolatry and all the compromise. And your no rain season will only change to a season where you can receive the rain, the blessings and favor of God upon your life when idolatry and compromise are removed. There is no, the only thing that changed the season from no rain to rain was when, was when compromise and idolatry was dealt with. And our idols are not little statues today. Idols are simply, you know what your idol is? Your idol is something you look to apart from God as a source. That's an idol. It's something you look to from God to give you what only God can give. And until those things are removed, you can't move 
from no rain to rain. You can't move from a closed heaven to an empty heaven. You can't move from a place of living in drought to a place of living in abundance. You can't receive the favor, the blessing, and the goodness of God on your life until the idols and the compromise are dealt with. But he, as soon as the compromise was dealt with, Elijah said, he said to, 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 to Ahab, get in your chariot. Get ready. He said to Ahab, go eat and drink because there is the sound of abundance of rain. See, no one else heard it. That's an internal hearing. He said, I hear it. I've heard the word is about to manifest. The idols have been removed. And what is it? It's not his word again. It's the word that comes in chapter 18, verse 1. It came to Mars after many days. The word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. So this word that he has internally, he hears it in the spirit. He hears that God is about to do what God has promised, the thing that he's been pregnant with, that promise that God has impregnated with him, he's been waiting on it, is about to be performed. And I believe there are people here that you've been carrying promises about your marriage, about your family. And you've been carrying, you know you heard from God, God was going to do something for you. God was going to do something which lines up in his word. He's either going to bring a child home, a prodigal home. He's either going to, you've actually heard it from heaven. He's actually going to release you into a ministry. He's actually going to bring in, increase and expansion to whatever you're doing. You've actually heard it and you have a promise from God. And I believe God is saying to me at the moment that I hear in the Spirit, it's the appointed time for promises. It's the appointed time for promise fulfillment that do not give up hope. God is faithful and he is able to perform everything that he has promised. And I hear the sound of abundant rain. I hear the sound of harvest and I hear the sound in my spirit that things are changing. I hear the sound that there is God is going to pour out his spirit in these last days. The latter rain is coming to bring in the harvest. But you know when he heard the sound, you hear the sound of God's promise. You hear it internally. There's one thing that he had to do. Notice this. He went up the mountain alone. Not with anyone else. He went up the to get with God and to seek his face and to pray. Now, it says that when he went up there, he got in this position where, he, I can't get down that low, but you get what I mean. Got his head between his knees like this and, and he pulled his mantle over himself and he prayed and he prayed, and he prayed, and he pushed. And you know, in those days, if you're about to, if you're a woman, you're about to give birth. There were no stirrups. That's the position they got in to give birth. And so he got in that place, and he got his mantle over his head, and he got in the place. It's called the birthing place, where you're promise of what is internally gets birthed into the external world and it happens through effective fervent boiling over travailing prayer Jesus got into this position before it says before Lazarus was raised he knew he needed a miracle and he got into that place it says he travailed and so he got in that place and he 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 shut himself up. He put his mantle over his head and he just prayed and prayed. See, you see this all the way through scripture. You see Jacob. Jacob had a word, an internal word. His father Isaac had prophesied a real word over him that he would be blessed. He would be used. He would be, he would be a, a, a great man of God, but he was a deceiver and it wasn't happening. But what produced and changed Jacob, from a deceiver to, his name was changed to Israel, which means prince with man and God, 
was that he got into that birthing process. He wrestled with God all night. He got into that place where he, in prayer, he just lay hold of God. Wouldn't let God go. And prayed and pushed until what he was pregnant with. The promise that he'd carried from Isaac all those years manifested on the outside. And from that moment, the angel touched him. He was changed. Something happened externally. He walked with a limp, but his name was changed because his character was changed through that birthing prayer. And you know why else you've got to get into that place? You've got to get in the place of prayer when God has given you a promise and it's your appointed time for it because... When you get into that place of prayer, you get up the mountain alone with God and you pull the mantle over your head. What you're doing, you're shutting out all the noise which is opposing your word and your promise because there's always noise. Just about, just before your promise is about to be performed, when it's about to be birthed, I want to tell you, it is, gets very dark before rain falls. All hell comes against the birthing of your promise. That's why when Daniel, in Daniel chapter 10, he was praying and the angel came and says, the angel only came to answer him after 21 days because he said there was, a, there was a battle in the heavens that you can't even see that was opposing your prayer. Because all hell opposes the birthing of what God has promised you. But that's why you've got to persist. He prayed and he prayed. And he, you know why he had to not hear the voices? Because when you're carrying something internally for God and you've heard something from heaven because you're intimate and you're proximate with God and you're, you've been impregnated with that word, a lot of people around you are not. They don't walk like you do. And they, the servant He's just seeing drought and famine. And you've got to get alone with God because they're going to say to you, what are you talking about? Just drought and famine. They're just going to speak about what they see naturally. And so those who don't walk proximately with God can bring great doubt to you because what you're hearing completely contradicts what is going on externally. There's drought and there's famine and you're hearing not only rain, you're hearing abundance of rain. Completely contrary to the circumstances and you're carrying this promise. You've got to get in there. You've got to pray. You've got to shut out the noise. You've got to shut out the opinions. You've got to shut out the Facebook. You've got to shut out all those people who walk in the flesh and just want to speak about what they agree and what they see. You've got to shut it all down. Then Elijah prays seven times. Seven times. And there's nothing. Nothing. Sometimes... That's how it is. You have heard from God and you know God is faithful. But there is in the natural, there is nothing. There is no child coming back. There's no change. There's no love. There's no money. There's no health. There's just nothing. Except the internal promise of God. And that's when the enemy says, you're meant to quit. You're meant to give up. But I want to say to people here today who are carrying that promise, do not give up. Do not give up. It's always darkest before the rain. Keep believing. Keep confessing. Keep declaring. Keep giving. Keep serving God. Keep believing. Keep walking around your walls because even though the circumstances absolutely contradict your promise, I want to tell you, and I'm here to prophesy today, I want to hear your rain is about to fall. I want to hear your circumstances are about to change. You need to start to praise God because his word is faithful to you. That what you've heard 
word. It is yes and amen. And do not worry about the naysayers. Do not worry about the people who walk in the natural. Do not, they haven't heard what you've heard on the inside. God says there's multiplication and increase. And all hell will fight that promise. But I declare there is multiplication and increase. I declare all the promises of God are coming your way. All the promises of God. There is breakthrough coming for you because you've heard it from God. You know, the same place, listen to this, this is, I got this in my spirit just then. The same place where there was nothing, from that very place, didn't come forward a shower, didn't come forward a few drops. From that very same place of nothing came forth abundance of rain. Abundance of rain. Abundance of salvation, abundance of harvest is coming to this land. I want to tell you, everything in the world that's happening today is just setting it up. It is setting it up. There is an abundance coming your way. And you know, many, many times, the enemy would say, give up because there's nothing. Peter toiled all night. Peter was getting nothing in the natural until he received the word of Jesus Christ. The word of Jesus Christ was push out again, cast your net on the other side, and he received abundance. And his nothing became abundance according to the promises of God. And God said to me to come here today and prophesy, just like Isaac. Isaac was in a land where it was barren, it was drought, there was nothing happening. Everyone said, go away. But he got the word. God said, stay. And he stayed according to the word. And he sowed in that place where there was nothing in drought. And the Bible says because he had the word, because he had the promise and he obeyed it like Peter, that he reaped a hundredfold of what he said. And I want to tell you, your nothing is not nothing. Your nothing is about to change into God's abundance. Your nothing because you are heard that promise and God is yes and amen and it looks like nothing's happening in the natural but God is about to move the world looks dark but I want to tell you God is positioning the church for a great outpouring and we are going to see an abundance of rain in our lifetime people say you're a fool you're wasting your time they would have said that to Elijah but you know what you know you know what you've heard God is on the move Rain is coming. I want you to say, say it to yourself. God's rain is coming. The drought is ending. God is faithful. What he promised, he's about to perform. Amen and amen. Your prayers are not in vain. You don't want to finish with this. Ezekiel says this, sorry, Zechariah says this, and, and it's, it's often puzzled me, this scripture, where it says in, uh, <clears throat> my voice is croaky today, it says this, chapter 10 of Zechariah, ask the rain, ask the Lord for rain. In the time of the latter rain, the Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. And I want to tell you, this word says, there is a time, an appointed time for the rain. I believe we're in it. An appointed time for God's spirit to be poured out. But it says, when you know you're in the time of the latter rain, did it, did it just rain for a lot? He had to ask. Ask means prayer. Ask means effective, fervent prayer. When you sense the rain is about, it's time to pray. It's time to seek God. It's time to get alone with God. It's time to shut the voices out until your rain falls. And you know what? It says, you can't make it rain. The rain's all, as I, as I said before, 
It's not our word. It's the word of God. But when you're carrying that word, which Elijah was, that was rain. It's going to rain. Even though you see drought, God says it's going to rain. God's given you that promise. God says rain, even though it's famine. Even though there's not even one little cloud. Even though seven times he went up and said, look again, there's no cloud. That servant kept coming, nothing, nothing, nothing. When God says rain, the Lord will make it rain. Doesn't matter what the world says. The Lord is going to make what he promised come true. And rain for you may be a child coming home. It may be the blessing of God coming on a barren marriage. Maybe a breakthrough in your business. It may be overcoming that sin that keeps you there. You need the reign of righteousness. God's promised you you're going to overcome. It's going to fall down. I want to tell you, if you pray, if you've got that word, God's going to make it happen. God is going to make it happen. All we need to be to see God's Promises manifest is to realize Elijah was not a superhero. He was just like us. And I believe today, I want to pray for people. Some people hear you say, well, I've never had a promise from God. I've never heard God speak to me. The reason is you're not proximate enough. The Bible says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And then I'll speak it into your spirit, man. And then you'll become pregnant with the promise of God. So I want to pray for people today who say, I've never, I don't, I don't know how to hear from God. It's not, it's not simple. It's about intimacy. See, this, I said Elijah was pregnant with a promise. How do you get pregnant? Requires intimacy. Same in the spiritual. You get intimate with God. He gives you a word. It's your word. It's your promise. And I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what's happening in natural. It doesn't matter what's happening circumstantial. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. It doesn't matter what all the naysayers say. They haven't received what you're carrying. But when you're carrying it, there comes an appointed time for it to be birthed. And I believe we're at a time now where God is, God is saying to me all the time, this is the appointed time for promise fulfillment. But what we need to do we need to pray. We need to get alone with God. Start thanking him for what's coming. Start praising him for his word. Get alone. Meditate on the word. Shut out all the voices that are contrary. And say, the drought is over. The season is changing. I'm telling you in the spirit, God said prophesy today. Don't just preach, prophesy. And prophesy that the drought is ending. Prophesy that your abundance is coming. Prophesy that God's word's about to be fulfilled. Prophesy that God is faithful. Your lack is going to be turned into abundance. Prophesy where there is nothing, God is about to move. Prophesy that God's word is eternal. It is yes and amen and nothing can stop it happening. That all the things God has promised, God has promised rain and rain is coming. The things you've heard, the things you've heard in that secret place, speak them out because God is faithful and God, is, God has given you those promises. Do not think. Do not think that he is forgotten. But this is the time where the rain is about to fall. You know, Elijah, as I said, he said this. And it's, it's, it's very profound because what happened to, Eli to Elijah when the rain did fall? When the rain of heaven fell, it said he... Ahab had chariots. Chariots. Elijah was an older man. Chariots are pulled by horses. But it said when the rain fell, something happened to Elijah. When the word was manifested, 
when his promise was fulfilled by the power of heaven. It said he girded up his coat, tucked it into his trousers, and he outran a chariot. Because when the rain comes, it brings God's power. It brings supernatural enablement to your life. That's why we need rain. We need heaven's rain. And we need to pray that God is going to send the former rain so his church and his people are able to move in supernatural power. And the only thing that brings that supernatural enablement is the rain from heaven falling. It says, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait in prayer on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint when the rain falls. I, I, sometimes I'm preaching and I know not everybody can grasp this. But I want to tell you, God wants to speak with you. Just as Elijah heard, no rain, rain. God wants to open your spiritual ear and to say things like, that child doesn't want to know God's walking away from God. They're coming back. And you know when you've heard that, it's not from man. You know you've heard from God and you become pregnant with it. He wants to open your ear where you can't maybe get on top of a sin. And just he'll say, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Give you that promise. Maybe it's something in your marriage that you believe. You just got a problem with your marriage. And God will actually say to you, I'm going to restore your marriage so that you're like a honeymooner. Maybe that child who's never had an encounter with God, you hear God say, wait, I'm going to give them that encounter. God wants each and every one of us to be hearing his voice. To be carrying, pregnant, expectant, that what God says is the final word. It must happen. I want to pray for people today that need that spiritual ear open. Need to be proximate and intimate with God. I also want to pray for people that have that. And Satan is fighting your word that you'd be able to shut out all the voices. Just shut out all the voices. And I want to pray. In order for us to go from no rain to rain, there must be the removal of all idolatry and compromise. All the things that you look to apart from God. Otherwise, this is just another sermon. But if you just put away those things, maybe it's you watch sport for hours, but you don't have a prayer closet. Maybe you look to other things, shopping, even relationships, for the satisfaction that only God can give you. Maybe you look to other things for the love that only God can give you. They're idols. You've got to put them away. Because the season only changed from no rain to rain when the idols and the compromise are removed. And I believe there are people here, you've got to do that. God wants you to remove, cut down, put away your idols. And you will know what it is to have the reign of God, the blessing of God, the revelation of God, the power of God come upon your life. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I thank you today that you have given me this message that despite what the circumstances look like, despite the nothing that we see, despite the reports of nothing, no change,
You are faithful. Your word is eternal. It is yes and amen. And God, you are telling me that now is the time of promise fulfillment. Now is the appointed time. And we start to give you praise this morning. We want to stand up and give you praise that the nothing is ending, that your goodness and your abundance and your blessing, and your revelation and your power is coming upon our life. That, Father God, the latter rain will be given to the church again to bring in the harvest. And though we see nothing, we want to praise you that you are faithful. We are not dismayed from the reports or what we see naturally, but we know what you have promised that you will pour out the former and the latter rain together. Father God, I hear the sound of that rain today. I hear the sound of promise fulfillment. I hear the sound of things changing. I hear the sound of that child coming back. I hear the sound that what you believed is about to manifest. I hear it in the spirit. This is a season of divine breakthrough and we want to give you praise. We want to give you praise that your word is more real than what we feel. We want to give you praise that your word is more real than what's happening. We want to give you praise that your word is more real than what the naysayers say, that you are faithful and you are true and you're about to break through for so many people. I thank you and I pray for people today that they will draw near to you and they will hear your voice and they will be impregnated with the most powerful thing in the world, the word of God. Father God, I'm asking even this morning, even before they go to bed tonight, that you'll speak your promise about their child. You'll speak your promise about their problem. Your promise which you will perform, that we will carry the Word of God with expectancy because you are faithful. Father God, I just ask for the grace today that every idol be removed. The things you're telling us to put away, the compromises we are making. Father God, we'll deal with them because your grace is here to deal with them. That we'll put it away. That our no rain season will turn to rain. It'll turn to blessing. It'll turn to breakthrough. It'll turn to abundance because you're faithful. Stand up. I just feel you've got to stand up and praise him today because there is a change in your circumstances. I'm not preaching today. God told me to get up here and prophesy. Don't worry what you're feeling. Don't worry what they're saying. What God promised you according to the word of God, it is yes and amen. Not your word, his word. It is powerful and he will perform it. Amen. Praise him for breakthrough. Praise him. Heavens are opening. Hallelujah. You are faithful. You never give up. You never give up on me. You are able to finish all you started in me. You are stable through every change that this life may bring. You remain. You are faithful. You never give up. Never give up on me. Lift your hands if, you're, if you know the season is changing. 
A season is changing. Season from no rain to rain is, lift your hand if you're sensitive. Lift your hand if you're carrying a promise from God that you've carried a long time. Lift your hand, even though you're seeing nothing. You've got that promise. I want to tell you, God said to me, it's at a point of time. The things from the Word of God that He promised you, He is going to perform them. Don't worry what you see. And I want you to start to praise Him for the rain. I want you to praise Him for the rain that is coming, for the change that is coming. It's yes and it's amen. Nothing can stop the Word of God. Praise Him. Your promises are yes and amen. Yes and amen. Thank you, Lord. You are faithful. You are faithful. You'll never give up. You'll never give up on me. who are like Elijah, and you're actually hearing man say to you, there is nothing. You need to stand up in the spirit and you need to say to that voice, go again. It is important, it is your voice that you say, go again. Father God, we just say, go again. We say right now, and we intercede for every person, Father God, who's already in that prayer position, believing, Father God, but Lord, what they're hearing, Father God, and we say as one, go again. We declare that every person in the house today, every person, everyone who is listening online, we declare by the power of the Holy Spirit, receive it now that the Spirit of God is strengthening your spirit, is making your forehead like flint. You shall no longer be dismayed, but you shall declare, go again, go again, go again, go again, go again, go again, go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. 